0: Shorty, what's up with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you look, you fine. We got to cutting it off. Nobody kidding, fuck on my line. I'ma keep it above with y'all. But well, Shorty, I'm trying to make you mine Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by, oh yeah. Think i won the lotto. This little mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think i won the lotto.
1: It is officially one of the biggest sports weeks of the entire year this week, so we had to give you a big episode covering all of those sports. We got a lot to cover, but in this episode, we will be talking about the WWE and the UFC merger. We're going to follow that up with a little bit of Red Sox talk and then finish with previewing the Masters. All right, we're flying solo for this pod, and honestly, I think that's okay because there's so much to freaking cover. So much has happened this week, and it's only Tuesday, and then... I mean, the rest of the week is one of the best sports weeks of the entire year, which I already talked about. I mean, we got the Masters. We got a huge UFC card coming up that we're going to be talking about on Uppercut more. We also got MLB opening, seas- opening week of the season, which has been so much fun to watch so far. I'm going to talk about the Red Sox. You heard it all about what I'm going to talk about. So let's start with this WWE and the UFC merger because this was something I did not see coming. I knew from listening to Bill Simmons, obviously, shout out to him, he has kind of had his finger on the pulse about the moves of the WWE. They've had Nick Khan on to talk about the moves. And I listened to that full interview with Nick Khan and Bill Simmons, and to me, Nick Khan kind of, I don't know, it seemed like it was going to be a sale, but it seemed like they honestly didn't know what was going to happen. And this quick sale, it sounds like this kind of just happened out of the blue. I mean, obviously, it takes a while to get these things finalized, but I don't think this was a very long-standing agreement. I think this kind of just came into fruition because of what I do think happened is the WWE was looking to sell and couldn't find a buyer that would meet meet their price demands, and I think the UFC decided to kind of strike on that. So let's get into it. Officially, the terms of the deal, as I've read them, are as follows. Um, so the UFC and WWE have merged under the Endeavor Group, which is a group that owns the UFC currently, The merge will create a new company that will be named in the future with Endeavor holding a majority 51% stake and WWE holding a 49% stake. Uh, Ari Emanuel will act as CEO, Vince McMahon will be executive chairman, and Dana White will remain as president of the UFC. This move is huge because it merges two superpowers under one massive company, which will have long-reaching implications that we're going to get into. Um, And yeah, let's get into those implications now, I guess. There's a couple things that stood out to me about this deal. Um number one is that it sounds like Vince McMahon will have a higher role or like a more powerful role than Dana White because Dana White is the president of the UFC and Vince McMahon's official title will be executive chairman. So I thought that was kind of weird because knowing Dana White and knowing Vince McMahon, those are two alpha males that I don't know. They're both petty alpha males. So I feel like it'd be interesting to see how these guys handle each other and coincide with their positions being what they are. Uh, This move is also huge. I mean, there's a bunch of other long-reaching implications that we're going to get into. The first one, there could be bigger sponsors coming coming to both companies now. I believe the UFC's biggest sponsor right now, I believe, is Venom. And Venom, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think that's a massive company. And when you're mixing these two multi-billion dollar companies together, it's just going to be a lot more... A lot bigger name brand and recognition, and I believe that they could get some big companies to start to promote, and that could be very interesting. That could change the, you know, attire wear and ring attire of the UFC people. That could be something very interesting. The next thing is there can and will be athletes from both promotions going back and forth. Um, I can think of a couple of guys off the top of my head that would be, like, perfect for the WWE. I think Colby Covington has the mic skills and the wrestling ability to be a perfect WWE superstar I also think McGregor is going to be a really good WWE superstar I could see a guy like Jorge Masvidal going maybe maybe not he is I could also see him being really anti-WWE because it's scripted so I don't know it's very interesting to think about um mostly with Jorge Masvidal would be him bringing the BMF title over there that would be interesting um and you also have Past WWE super, or sorry, UFC superstars that are over in the WWE. Uh, Matt Riddle comes to mind. They have Brock Lesnar, uh, Ronda Rousey. I mean, it's going to make it a lot easier for kind of those professionals to go back and forth between promotions, and it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of appearances show up. Another thing I thought that was interesting is I'm wondering if. That this means that the WWE is going to go from a PG era to a PG 13 era, sort of like they were in the Attitude era when wrestling was the best. Um, Actually, first off, I don't think I've ever even admitted this on the podcast, but I'm like a kind of a huge wrestling fan. I don't watch WWE that often, but I watch like all these videos about the history of it, and I would I I watched it when I was a little kid, and I I think it's one of the most fascinating things in the world. To be honest with you, you should really dive deep in it because the amount of these wrestlers that died is truly fascinating in the stories and the history I'm I'm very into it I have not been into it in the modern day I like the 90s and before times and early 2000s that's when I was really fascinated with it um, in ter- like this was I, this is a fascination I have currently and I was fascinated about those time periods None of this actually really matters so I'm just gonna power through but anyways um, the WWE is really interesting and the thing that I w- haven't heard a lot of people talk about and I've just been thinking about is that it seems to me, if you're merging with a UFC company that is, let's be real, this is not a PG sport, I would say it's pretty, it's a sport. And I'm not going to say it's not a sport because it is a sport and it's one of my favorite sports of all time. But UFC is very violent and there's a lot of stuff in there. I would say it's like PG-13. I wouldn't be showing this to like young children. So that's what the WWE has kind of been built for right now in the PG era is for younger children. So my thought is I wonder if this kind of boosts it up to the PG-13 era. I'm not sure, but it's going to be interesting to see. And while we don't know the outcomes of the full deal, and we won't for years to come, in 2016, there ha- there was precedent for this. In 2016, when the UFC was bought by the Endeavor company, the UFC was valued at $9.3 million. Last I checked, yeah, the UFC right now, it, which is owned by Endeavor still, is valued at $12.1 billion. So they've... They, since they've been bought by Endeavor, they've gone up by almost like 30% in their total value, which is insane. So if that's the case, we're going to see WWE back on top again. And it's been a really weird ride for WWE. I mean, they were stuck. They had this weird little thing going on with AEW. It wasn't a little thing. It felt sort of like we were getting back the Monday Night Wars again. Not that I was alive for that, but obviously being someone who's obsessed with the history, I know about those. Um, and yeah, I just thought, I just think... This is a huge deal, and I'm sure a lot of you aren't going to care about this, but if you like the UFC, if you like WWE, you're interested in media, this is a big story to keep your eye on, because we're not going to be learning about the outcomes of this story for a long time. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'll come back, and let's talk about the baseball season and the Red Sox. All right, we're going to talk baseball on the pod, which is something I don't think I've ever done before, and I'm excited to get into. I do like baseball a lot. I've taken a little bit of a hiatus, because it got kind of hard to watch, but now... I mean, the games are fun again. I'm a degenerate. I love betting. I need betting opportunities all the time. And baseball provides those better op- betting opportunities. So I'm all in this season. I'm going to watch as much as I can and talk about it here on the Lovecast. So be prepared for that. I hope you all like it. Um, I'm just going to preface all this by saying I'm a Red Sox and an Orioles fan. I don't know if that matters at all, but I just wanted, I don't know if I've ever publicly stated that. So I just wanted to fucking put it out there. Who gives a shit? I don't think anybody will. Um, all right. Let's talk about the Red Sox and their season. Going into the season, I have very low hopes. I think we're going to be a very average team to below average. I didn't like a lot of our moves that we made this offseason. I thought we were going to make some bigger moves, and we did not. I think the biggest moves were like Turner and Yoshida, um, and obviously re-signing Devers, which was nice because I was really worried about that. But I like that we got that worry out of the way, so that's good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what the fuck ownership is doing they're a lot smarter than me, so who am I to criticize? But it seems like that's kind of the widespread belief here in the area and amongst Red Sox fans that the ownership group is just being fucking weird right now and we're trying to figure it out. And, yeah, so in terms of how the Sox have looked so far in the first four games of the MLB season, first off, the season's been a ton of fun. All the new changes are working out really well. You should check them out if you haven't watched baseball. It's 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 back. It's awesome. Um First game, I mean, we put up in the first three games, we put up nine runs a game. So our bats were looking pretty hot coming into this game against the Pirates last night. Um, And we continued the hot streak. I mean, we scored five runs in the first inning. We on three home runs, Devers homered, Yoshida homered, and Cassis homered. Um, That was awesome. I really fucking like Yoshida. We're going to loop back to that after I finish running through this game. Um, So after that happened, I thought to myself, all right, I mean, this is going to be like a heavy offense game which is something that the Red Sox have been looking like they can do. And I didn't think Pittsburgh was going to be able to score, keep up with us. So, um, yeah, start off feeling strong. Obviously, Pittsburgh comes back in the second, third, and fourth, scoring all the way up to seven runs from their three in the first inning. So, you know, it's 7-5 going into the fifth. And, I mean, Verdugo scores off of a single by Duvalli, and then we just don't score for the next three innings. Neither does the Pirates, and they end up winning. Our bats went absolutely cold. Um, so w- with the start, you would have thought, like, all right, we're hitting well tonight, boys. I mean, no one other than Duval and Verdugo got more than one hit. Duval had two hits, and Verdugo had a nice night. He went three for five. Um, Devers had one hit, which was the homer. Turner went 0 for 4. Yoshida went 1 for 4 with that homer. Uh, Cassis went one for five with his homer. Arroyo went 0 for three, and him and the Red Sox money line were what broke my five-leg parlay last night. The other three legs hit. Um, He actually got a pinch hitter in form as well. Hernandez, 0 for four. Wong, 1 for four. And Ref Snyder, 0 for one. Tapia came in, pinch hit. He went one for one, which was pretty good. So, I mean, the bats went cold. Cutter Crawford, I love betting over on strikeouts. We've been doing that as, like, my friends and I have been doing that and cutter hit I think it was five plus he need or he needed five plus he hit six last night um crazy high era it's pretty funny he's at 15.75 I that'll obviously fix itself out as you know the game's gone not a ton of to takeaway um this, this is just what this team's gonna be like it's two and two I it feels like we're a 500 team and <laughs> I mean every game is just up in the air I, I'm hoping this team gets better I'm excited to follow they got another game on Wednesday against the Pirates or sorry a game tonight at seven so in about four minutes um against the Pirates so hopefully they can pull that one through but yeah that's my little bit of Red Sox talk I'm gonna do more and watch more and then come back and do longer segments about them but I just wanted to get that out of the way because I'm very excited for MLB opening season and just this Red Sox season in general even though it is going to be a tough one all right, another sport that we never talk about in the lubcast, but I want to talk more about because I absolutely love it and I love watching it and kind of for the same reason of baseball is that it's going on while other sports are gone and it's on during the day, so there's things for me to bet. There is no better weekend than this weekend with the Masters, uh, huge UFC card coming up, the college basketball championship, which was last night, and opening season of baseball. I mean, it's just awesome. I mean, opening week, rather, of baseball. It's just been an awesome week, and it's only going to get better and better. I fucking love the Masters. My goal in life is to go eventually. And I have a lot of people in my life who also love the Masters, and I love talking with them about it. So I do want to talk more about golf on this podcast. So I'm. Th- this is what this is. Going into the Masters, we're just going to give it a little preview of what's going on, some storylines, things of that nature. Going into it, Scotty Scheffler is the best golfer in the world right now. And he's looking to go back-to-back Masters winners here. That doesn't make sense. He's looking to be a back-to-back Masters winner here. That's what I was trying to say. And only three guys in the entire history of golf have ever done that. Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus, and Nick Faldo. It's extremely hard to do that. And if you're watching, that's kind of the first storyline to think about. In the background, there's Rory. He's trying to get the grand, the career Grand Slam again, and he has a really good chance to this year. So you're going to be thinking about that. Next one is, one, could this be Tiger's last Masters tournament? I, It's criminal to bet against Tiger to make the cut if you're an American. That's per the Fairway Rolling podcast. I f- love that podcast. Shout, shout out to them. Um, and I fully agree. I mean, you have to bet Tiger Woods to make – Make the cut. I mean, and especially the top twenty. Like, you can't bet against Tiger. He's an American hero, an American legend, one of the best athletes of all time. And um, yeah, I'm a Tiger Woods, the best. And the problem is, we saw how he played last Masters. It looked like he was in pain. It, it looked hard for him to walk. It was kind of tough to watch. I don't know that he said himself that he doesn't know how many more he has left in him. And I think, as he said before, he doesn't play any tournaments that he doesn't think he can win i think this might be his last one guys i'm i'm worried about it so to watch even just to see the last tiger woods masters something truly really special um is important to do in in general and then another one for me is how does brooks perform i've kind of got into i just like watching the netflix series and i think he's interesting so i I'm, i'm very interested in seeing this And the Live Golf is going to be in the Masters as well, which is very interesting because, I mean, it hasn't happened for a super long time. There's been back and forth between the Live and the PGA guys. It's been a whole thing. Live Golf, I think, is totally failing, seeing as they're on, like, the CW network, which I don't – that's where I used to watch Ninja Turtles. So can't imagine that's a great network for them unless – shout out to CW. Unless you want to give me a show, that would be awesome. Um – but yeah, so there's that to think about. And then also the weather is going to be really bad in Augusta. It's going to be cloudy on Thursday, 80% chance of rain on Friday, 90% chance of rain on Saturday, and 90% chance of rain on Sunday. So maybe this goes into Monday, although there is 40% chance of rain on Monday as well. So it's just a lot to watch, a lot to look for, very interesting. And yeah, I fucking love the Masters. I'm sorry if I missed anything. I'm I'm still trying to cover everything. This is, like I said, for the billionth time it's a huge week in sports and I can't wait to watch them all and come back here with more content um, yeah this is going to wrap it up for the episode today a little quick one I just wanted to get a lot out and I'm going to be back with more episodes more frequently we're making a lot of changes to the Lubcast behind the scenes I, I know we've been talking about it but it has been happening we just haven't really talked about it or at least released those changes to the public yet um, just stay tuned they're going to happen there's going to be a lot coming out so stay tuned for that Thank you all for listening. Um, I really appreciate you guys. I don't know if I've taken the time to say that recently, but I just want to say that um, this has been a life-changing thing that's happened to me just doing this podcast with all my best friends and my cousins and my family. And um, I really appreciate that people take the time to even listen to this. Uh, I love feedback. So if you have any feedback, please give it back to us. And thank you for all the love on all of our platforms, which you can find Um, link to our link tree in the description, but I genuinely mean it. You guys are the best, and we're going to keep trying to be great for you guys. We're going to tighten up ship a little bit, make sure everything's as best as it can be, and yeah thank you all for listening stay tuned we got a lot of fun stuff coming and peace yeah.
0: Shorty what's all with y'all oh hi coming to say you're lucky fine we got to cut it up she, nobody
1: kidding, fuck on my
0: line. i'm gonna keep it above with y'all but oh, shawty i'm trying to make your mine don't make yeah. it too easy i want to try she looking too good can let it go by oh yeah think i won the lotto yeah. this lot mulatto
1: oh, yeah. she could be a model She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. Yeah, that's low, mulatto. She could be a model.